joined now by Memorial Medical Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Raj Govindaya. Doctor, thanks for taking time here with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And a big announcement yesterday about uh, the region we're in, uh, in Springfield, in Phase 4. But that announcement also came with uh, an announcement of a, a program of sorts, kind of pulling resources together and allowing for uh, contracts, negotiations, and uh, being able to secure some of those contracts for labor for hospitals. Uh, so, again, thanks for taking time with us. Let's start there. Uh, how is that program going to help uh, Memorial maintain um, adequate level? Of, of hospital space and staffing. Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, great news that we're back to phase four uh, really speaks to the hard work that Region 3 and Sangamon County, as a large county within Region 3, has done to, to mitigate and slow the spread of the virus. Uh, so really just thrilled by all the efforts um, of everyone to make that happen. Uh, Greg, as you know, as ever, most people know, uh, Healthcare workers have gotten ill just like uh, members of the community through community spread. Uh, and uh, at the same time, they're being exposed in the community. There's more patients in the hospital. And one of the, the real challenges is how do you maintain hospital operations uh, uh, to function uh, safely? And, you know, thankfully, we've been able to do that through our surge uh, in in November uh, and and in many ways, the pressure is a little bit released on us now because we have fewer numbers of COVID patients and we have fewer numbers of colleagues who are quarantined or actually ill with COVID-19 across Memorial Health System. So this program is great. Uh, I think this program actually is going to help us be able to vaccinate individuals because there's going to be places where we may not have the public health infrastructure to vaccinate people, and the state could deploy uh, some of these individuals into communities like that to help uh, get vaccination out. But good news all around. Yeah, and we can also see the National Guard assisting uh, across the state in uh, the rollout of the vaccine as we see more and more people uh, get in line for that. And we've seen almost half a million vaccines distributed so far across the state, so uh, we'll see that uh, progress. Uh, Dr. Raj Govindaya joining us from Memorial Medical. He's the chief medical officer. Uh, so we, we we see that that program, uh, the, the hospital staff program, to uh, kind of find easier avenues to contract for such services. Uh, is this new, or why hadn't this been done, gosh, back in like April or May of last year? Yeah, so, you know, there's all sorts of ways that we hire individuals across the health system. We have nearly 9,000-plus colleagues, uh, and some of them are what we would call traveling uh, 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 clinical uh, staff. Uh, they might be a nurse or a respiratory therapist or a CRNA, uh, lots of different roles where uh, they basically, you know, they they will travel from place to place to place, and they might give it one month or six months. Uh, and we use traveling staff uh, to help fill in any uh, immediate needs. Uh, but the reality is we like to hire individuals who live in our local communities because we feel like they're more committed to uh, uh, to to the organization and to the community. But we, at any given time, have a, you know, a, a small fraction of our workforce that is this traveling staff. 
Uh, what the state has done is just kind of contracted with the same people we would uh, and tried to make it easier to uh, to to hire this sort of traveling staff. Gotcha. Uh, doctor, uh, of course, uh, you know, we, we hear um, the possibility of the COVID-19 variant from the UK, and I've even heard other countries' names tossed around as having their own variants that could be uh, uh, coming. Uh, what's being done to brace for that? Uh, is it something that we should uh, continue to be concerned with moving forward with uh, similar types of protocols that we've had in place for uh, most of the year? Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously concerning uh we are watching this B117 variant that is out of uh, that was first identified in the UK. The CDC says that it is here in the United States, uh, and they expect it to be the most common variant of uh, coronavirus uh, in the United States uh, in by by March. Uh, so, you know, what we know about this variant is it appears to spread more easily. But it does not appear to make people more ill. So it causes the same type of coronavirus illness, but it, 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 it just is easier to transmit. And there's a couple of reasons we think that's happening. Uh, really, we think there's more virus in the, in the upper respiratory tract, meaning your nose, uh, that makes it easier to spread. So what do we do about it? Well, the first thing is, we have to use the same tools at our disposal right now and identify how well they work. And one of the things we've done is look at vaccine, and if the vaccine trains your immune system to recognize this variant as well. And uh, from what we can tell, the vaccination, the vaccines we have available, do train your immune system to recognize this variant and the other variants that are uh, that are commonly circulating in the United States right now. So that's great news. So uh, the way to prevent yourself from getting this variant is the same way you would prevent yourself from getting coronavirus right now. Wash your hands. Watch your distance. Wear a mask. Mask wearing is incredibly effective. And ultimately, when you have an opportunity, get vaccinated. Dr. Raj Govindaya joining us here, and let's talk about the uh, vaccinations uh, ongoing. Again, about half a million have been administered in Illinois across the state. Um, we see uh, some doses uh, not yet delivered, uh, at least here in Sangamon County. We're waiting on uh, word that uh, they got another lot. Uh, but one thing that I think is important for people to, to consider is any possible adverse reactions. And these are conversations that they need to have with their individual health uh, provider. Um, but what can you tell us about the adverse reactions that we we've seen so far, uh, and uh, how can people report such adverse reactions if they were to get them, and uh, how are medical professionals able to identify those uh, possible adverse reactions? Yeah, so great, great questions. I'll start with, uh, you know, across the Memorial Health System, uh, we have vaccinated uh, about 5,500 individuals. Uh, we're actually probably closing in on 6,000 individuals across the health system. Uh, 1,200 of those have gotten both the first and second dose of vaccine. Uh, and so we, we have a pretty good experience just with our own, our, our own colleagues and medical staff who provide care uh, on what their, uh, what their experience is. I myself have gotten one shot. I had a little sore arm. Uh, I was maybe a little tired the next morning. Otherwise, I've I felt fine, and I was back to normal in, you know, 
36, 48 hours. Uh, uh, and, and those symptoms didn't come on until, you know, 24 hours after the shot. So maybe a day of not feeling perfect. Um, we have had very, very few reactions that I would consider serious or significant. No single person has had that dreaded anaphylaxis, which is the severe uh, allergic reaction and required epinephrine. Um, now, I will say, after the second shot, people people do report uh, feeling a little bit more tired, uh, maybe a low-grade fever. Now, you might wonder, why are these symptoms coming? Well, they're actually a sign of a robust response by your immune system to, to the vaccine. It's actually a sign that your immune system is learning how to identify and prevent you from getting coronavirus. So uh, these symptoms are expected. They're normal. They are mild. And uh, they're nothing to be uh, scared of. There may be some people who have had serious reactions to vaccines in the past. They should go talk to their doctor. Uh, The only reason not to get this vaccination is because you have had a severe allergic reaction to this vaccination or similar vaccinations in the past. And you talked about uh, some of the, like the soreness in the arm or just a minor uh, type of uh, allergic reaction of sorts. Um, I, I did look at some of the adverse reactions that have been reported through the CDC's website for Illinois. Uh, and there were there were a few instances of like Bell's palsy or uh, some 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 more severe types of things. And of course, it's a very small percentage of the half a million doses that have been delivered across the state. But uh, if, if people were to have have those types of uh, reactions? Should they should they reach out to their medical provider? Should they go to the hospital? Should they go to an emergency room? How is that uh, tracked? And uh, is it important to track that? Yeah, it, it is vitally important. I, I will tell you, uh, there is no known link between Bell's palsy and the vaccination. Now, if we when when they did these studies, they did vaccine. Uh, they provided vaccine to you know uh, twenty five thousand people. We're now going to provide it to, uh, you know, tens or hundreds of millions of people. So you, you with more people, there's the chance of more uh, slightly unusual reactions. That said, the CDC has a really slick uh, uh, program uh, that you can that you'll get a handout when you get vaccinated. There's a little uh, QR code. You scan it with your phone. You enter in the day you got your vaccination, and they text you every day for a week saying, how are you feeling? And you respond to that text. It goes to a website. It takes about 30 seconds each day to complete, maybe a minute. Uh, and and uh, and away you go. Um, uh, I, I did it. First day I said my I felt fine. The second day I said my arm feels a little sore and I might be a little tired. Uh, and after that, I said I felt fine, and now I get a text weekly. And they use that to get information from people across the country to get as much information about vaccine as possible. I will tell you, after this process, this will be the most understood vaccine that has ever been made because we're capturing that information in real time. Now, if you have a reaction, you need to go and talk with uh, talk with your physician. Uh, if you're having a, a severe reaction where you are, uh, you're, you know, you can present to the emergency room. 
but we watch everyone for 15 or 30 minutes before uh, we allow them to leave. And that's part of the protocol for getting the vaccination. You actually have to sit and be observed for 15 minutes or 30 minutes if you have a history of, of uh, uh, severe allergy. Uh, and, and we do that in our uh, vaccination centers, uh, and every vaccination center is doing that in a similar manner. Dr. Raj Govindaya, we've uh, taken all the time uh, we have available. Uh, greatly appreciate you joining us. And we'll connect again soon in the near future uh, to get another status update of sorts of uh, how COVID-19 is being handled in our community. Have a great day. Thanks for everything you guys do in the medical community. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Be safe. Greg, always a pleasure. Thank you.